Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi and welcome to the program Tawheed and the Creation looking at the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body with uh, Bidasani Mani and uh, this evening we will be continuing looking at the heavenly bodies now last week we spoke about the stars and we went in depth with what exactly they are and uh, tonight we'll be reflecting on galaxies and trying to understand what galaxies are and we'll be looking at the Milky Way as such. Now when we talk about the Milky Way, we're not talking about dairy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're talking about a cluster of planets, a cluster of stars, an entire, if we can call it, ecosystem in a sense. Joining me, Bidasani Mani, Bidasani, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuhu Wa Barakatuh Once again, it's a great pleasure for me to be here. Uh, Let's hope it will be a very constructive session for all of us, inshallah. Inshallah, I mean. Now, uh, with Asali, as I alluded to in my introduction, we're speaking about the Milky Way this evening, and we're referring to it as a cluster of uh, heavenly bodies, stars, and meteorites, and all of those things. So, that's at least my understanding. What exactly do we refer to when we use the term Milky Way? And where do we as Earth, planet Earth, factor in this uh, concept of the Milky Way? Muhammad Fasih, um, the name the Milky Way doesn't have a very exciting, <laughs> uh, elaborate explanation. In the olden days, when people looked up into the sky, they saw this band of stars in the sky that looked like milk it, it it had a milky appearance um and it was called from then on as the milky way it was discovered that we form part of this galaxy um called the milky way that is our home galaxy there are billions several billions of galaxies in the universe this one particular galaxy which is our own home galaxy is referred to as the Milky Way now the Milky Way is a spiral shaped galaxy uh, the same as what I uh, alluded to uh, last week when I said you take this uh, firecracker and you stick something in the middle and stick it to a tree or a piece of wood you light it up and it turns around and shoots out these little sparks and stuff and all the children sh shout and get excited um, our Milky Way looks like that now a Milky Way <coughs> has or our Milky Way the spiral galaxy ha has the shape of almost like a fan which has uh, I don't know three or four arms on it now we are in one of the arms of the spiral formed um, galaxy of ours. And yes. But it's not, so when we talk about the Milky Way and sort of like a spiral, so 
is this also in rotation is this also in orbit or is this a stationary installation if i can call it that um the thing to mention first is that it's not just spiral it's a flat almost like a disc it almost looks like a disc in fact <laughs> the the more i think about this pinwheel firecracker <laughs> it's very much like that yes. it also spins amazingly we look at the stars out there and we see the milky way the milky way is in fact also in an orbit we know our sun uh, sorry our earth orbits the sun but our sun is also in an orbit the milky way is in an orbit in fact everything in the creation is in an orbit the atoms are in an orbit um, the electrons orbit the, the center that idea of things orbiting around the center is a feature of our entire universe and i want to replace the word orbit with tawaf and i'm just gonna leave it there subhanallah <laughs> think of that think of that we'll, we'll come back to that point when we speak about the earth uh at some point so the thing about the milky way without becoming too technical about it is that it's extremely extremely large um, because now we're talking about a galaxy and a galaxy is made up of several different stars each star with its own planets each planet with its own moons and and debris space debris that orbits these stars um, there are from the latest calculation and people have come up with different uh, figures there's roughly about 200 billion stars in our Milky Way some people say 100 billion but what's the difference between 100 and 200 billion uh, so when we speak more than a million then our minds are already overloaded but can you imagine our Milky Way is made up of billions of stars and our star the Sun is one small star within that entire Milky Way and the Milky Way if you were to measure it and they did measure it the distance from one end to the other of this flat spiral disk shaped uh, 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 galaxy is a hundred thousand light years now we've probably forgotten what what's the distance of a light year um, can you remember, Fasih? Uh, well, if my calculations are correct, one light year is equal to 9.5 trillion kilometers. Subhanallah. No, Fasih has uh, made sure, in case I ask questions, <laughs> that he remembers that. But Subhanallah is right. He's right. If one light year is 9.5 trillion kilometers, one light year, and we say the diameter of our Milky Way is a hundred thousand light years a hundred thousand light years it means you must uh, take a hundred thousand and multiply it by 9.5 uh, trillion and then you'll find out how really big the Milky Way really is subhanallah I don't think anyone owns a calculator that that wide <laughs> <laughs> 
the voice of uh, with Saudi money. This is the program Tawheed and the Creation. This evening, looking at uh, the uh, idea of the Milky Way, and uh, we are exploring galaxies, and we're going to be looking at the solar system or our solar system after the break. Stay tuned to VOC ninety one point three FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to the program Tawheed and the Creation with uh, Buddha Salimani looking at the book The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body. Before the break, uh, we explored what the Milky Way is, what a galaxy is, and now we will be looking at the term the solar system and we've heard this mentioned many times in science programs if we read the magazines like popular mechanics we'll see it there and also in movies sometimes uh, especially sci-fi films when they're traveling uh, through space uh, but but necessarily what exactly do we refer to when we say uh, the solar system well we get a clue when we use the word solar solar refers to the sun so we say solar power the power that comes from the sun so the solar system is the system that describes the sun and the planets that revolve and orbit around the sun now there are nine planets some people say Pluto is not a planet and now they say there's eight planets but be that as it may it refers to the planetary system with the sun in the center and if we remember right at the beginning we spoke about the atoms are very similar to our solar system there's a center the center is the sun and in the case of the atom that would be the nucleus um, and let me not go back into that but yes the solar system describes our sun with its nine planets let me stick to nine planets <clears throat> for now now one of the things that we have also recently only only discovered it's amazing how many things we've only recently discovered uh, that science uh, discovered the sun is in an orbit of its own yes the sun like the earth orbits the sun the sun also orbits the center of the milky way now a sun year for the sun to orbit the center of the milky way takes the equivalent of 220 earth years so if within 220 years of our time the sun would have made one complete orbit around the center of the Milky Way um, and we must remember the sun is part of the Milky Way so the center of the Milky Way acts as almost as the sun acts towards the earth but the astounding fact about the sun the sun as it orbits goes at the phenomenal speed 
of 800,000 kilometers per hour. That very sun, if you, if, you, if you go out tomorrow morning and you look up into the sky, that sun that you are seeing, okay, it takes uh, maybe uh, a good couple of hours to move from one side to the other. That's not the speed that we are talking about. We're talking about the sun along with its planets are moving at a phenomenal speed of 800,000 kilometers per hour. Your, your, your mind switches off because if we talk about jets and, and, and aeroplanes, um, we're talking about probably seven, 800 uh, kilometers per hour. Can we imagine that the sun is actually moving at that speed? But it's not just the sun on its own. We must remember that the planets are at almost attached to the sun through gravity. So as the sun is moving, so we are moving along with the sun at this enormous speed of 800,000 kilometers. Um, what do you think about that, Fasir? Well, I think only recently uh, I watched this program on YouTube and they were talking about scientists having uh, discovered gravitational waves. And I think perhaps we'll come to this in the later stage. But Islam describes the swimming of these bodies in orbit. And those gravitational waves act, in my opinion, as an ocean. So I find it profound that not only are they not only are the planets swimming around the sun but the sun itself is swimming in its own orbit subhanallah the quran says exactly that muhammad fasih in verse 36 uh, 38 and i quote what the quran says and the sun runs to a term appointed for it that is the decree of the almighty the all-knowing a term appointed in other words it runs through a, a cycle which it doesn't deviate from in other places it refers to the sun and the moon are in orbit and we will come to the specific ayah where this is referred to so the fact that the sun is in an orbit <laughs> the Quran also speaks about so but let me go on um, the first four planets that we have um, are different from the other four. And when I say the first four, the first four that are the closest to the sun. Now, um, you'll have to go back to your old science books <laughs> uh, to remember, uh, um, but I'll quickly run through it. The, the one closest to the sun is called Mercury. Then you get Venus. Um, and then you get the Earth, which is the third planet, and then you get Mars. Those first four planets um, are made up of rock and metal. Its construction is different from the sun. What I have to say about the sun, the sun is made up I'm going to come back to this point about the four planets because I forgot to mention something earlier. The sun, if you look up at the sun, 
is made up only mainly of gas. It's not rock, it's not solid, it's mainly made up of gas. It's made up mainly of <clears throat> hydrogen and some helium. And the nuclear reaction that we spoke about earlier causes the sun to generate all that energy. And the difference between the sun and the earth is the sun is not solid and made up of rock, but the first four planets are entirely different from the construction uh, of, of, of the sun itself. So uh, just reiterating that then, so we're saying that the sun itself is not a solid object. It's not like a planet with its crust, its uh, surface. It is actually a ball of gas. And that ball of gas, not only is it uh, providing heat and light, obviously the earth being shielded as the third planet from the sun from its intense rays, from its intense heat through the ozone and all the other layers and the radiation of the sun. Um, but also this ball of gas, this giant ball of gas is also traveling in its own orbit. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah, you see the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You, 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 we miss out on these things if we say Allah is the creator of the sun. What does that mean? We see the sun, Allah is the creator. How does that actually strengthen your iman? But when you look at the sun as an object there in the sky that's playing the most important function to the planet Earth, without the sun there will be no Earth. It supplies us not just with heat, but with all the energy that we require, we get from the sun. And when we hear these facts of how uh, the sun actually produces the energy and the heat that we get here, then we see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works and how Allah has created the sun. And you marvel at, at, at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatness. That's different from just saying Allah created the sun. Now we see the other sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at play, which we will come to later on when we say the power of Allah. Al-Qadir, the all-powerful. Um, but let me just come back to the, 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 the planets because we're talking about our solar system. <clears throat> we'll come back to the sun. So the four, first four planets are rock-like um, substances uh, and, and metal, various types of metal. Um, they are made up of that. Um, and the chances of us finding life um, on a rock-like planet is much easier than finding possible life on the other planets because the other four planets, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune um, are gas giants. They're almost like made up of the same kind of material that the sun is made up of. So they don't have a solid uh, structure and, 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 and form uh, like the planet Earth. That's why when people talk about the Martians and uh, going to the planet Mars and all of that, um, there's the assumption that there is some form of life because it, although it's a lot more intense in heat, 
um, and the conditions are quite different, but the chances of life there is much more likely there than it what would be on any of the other planets. Looking at that, again, the stability of the sun um, in, in, in an environment where there are, are so many different heavenly bodies floating around, the sun follows its orbit, it never gets knocked off from its orbit, it never deviates from the path that it has been assigned to it. Similarly, the planets orbit the Earth on a degree that is so accurate that should it be out by a degree left or right towards or away from the sun, that the Earth would either fry or it would freeze as a result and no life could be sustained on this planet. Uh, so when we say that then, when we look at, at that level of perfection in terms of maintaining this balance, doesn't that suggest to us, again, for those people who, who doubt the existence of Allah subhanahu wa who do not believe that He is a creator, does that then not put an extreme challenge to them that there is so much order in all of these things that certainly there must be a creator behind it, maintaining it, allowing for the system to continue in the way that it has for millions of years. Muhammad Fasih, if we talk about a few degrees or even a few million degrees or even a few billion degrees in the rest of the universe, for us it would be neither here nor there. But the sun has to keep that exact temperature. That exact temperature must be maintained for the entire life of the sun if we were to still have the planet Earth functioning as a planet. Now, do you know how hot the, 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 the sun is? <laughs> on, a, on a hot day, uh, we say, oh, the sun is, is very hot today. How many degrees is hot for you? 40 degrees is very hot. And in Makasela, subhanAllah, it was so hot, it almost reached 50. The sun operates at its core a temperature of 15 million degrees Celsius. Whoa. Now 15 million degrees Celsius is extremely hot. Okay, but it's the sun. We expect it to be hot. It's far away for that heat to still reach us here where we can feel the effect of 50 degrees Celsius. Okay, so maybe that's not a mind-boggling fact. But what is mind-boggling is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maintains that temperature of the sun for its entire existence while the earth needs to be uh, in existence. Because if that temperature deviates, we have big problems on the earth. Now, how, how old is the sun? The sun is... Five billion years old. Now for five billion years, it's been a star. And what has it been using to generate that light as a star? Hydrogen and helium gas. How much hydrogen and helium gas has been used for the past five billion years? 
And it's not like there's a planet that rocks up and says, okay, let me fill you up with hydrogen and helium. <laughs> there's no super tanker out there to say, okay, you've run out of gas. Let me give you, uh, you uh, uh, some extra gas. And then when you run out of that, you give some more gas. It has been running on its own internal power for five billion years. Now, let me give you another astounding fact. How much gas is being used every second? SubhanAllah. Every single second for the existence of the sun for the past five billion years, it uses every second, eh? remember I said every second, don't forget. 600 million tons of gas. Whoa. Think about it from your gas tanky <laughs> and think of what are we talking about? 5 kgs or 10 kgs? I think it was 600 million, uh, 600 million Ton. tons of gas. <laughs> uh, we would never have a problem with load shedding because the food <laughs> would always be prepared for the next, for the, probably for the next uh, couple of centuries. <laughs> 600 million tons of gas. Not for 5 billion years, every second. You have to take 600 million and multiply it for the amount of seconds that you have in five billion years, I don't even want to do that calculation. So the sun is a fantastic sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now that scientists have discovered how much power they should actually sit back and look at this and say, um, subhanallah, we must believe that there is a creator be behind all of this. Now the other amazing fact that's linked to the sun, where does that energy come from? Where does it come from, all of that energy? 600 million tons every second comes from the fusion of the nucleus of the atom. The neutron inside the atom, when you have that fusion, it causes a nuclear reaction and that's where the power comes from. And we, where do the atoms come from? The atoms come from that original, one single spark that we had right at the beginning. And we're only talking about the sun. Can you remember how many stars there are in the Milky Way, just our Milky Way? And uh, we imagine that some of the stars might even be hotter than the sun. Yes. The sun is considered a cold star. <laughs> the sun is considered a cold star. So can you imagine how much power there is in the universe? And the sun is one of 200 billion stars just in the Milky Way. That's one galaxy. One galaxy has 200 billion stars. The sun is one of those, and I've told you how much power the sun consumes every single second. Subhanallah. Abu Salman, this is the program Tawheed and the Creation. Uh, tonight, looking again at the book, The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, and exploring for now our sun and the amazing facts around the sun. When we come back after the break, we will continue. Stay tuned. 
Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi the program Tawheed and the Creation with uh, with Asadi Mani and uh, tonight again looking at the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body uh, we've been exploring the amazing facts around the sun and uh, something very interesting that Asadi mentioned that the sun is considered in our galaxy to be one of the to be a cold star so we are saying that there are suns there are other stars that are even hotter than the sun that we see in the sky when you look up in the mornings. Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, uh, stars fall in different categories. You get uh, a cool or cold star, then you get the medium ones, and then you get the super hot ones. Our sun is considered a cold star. It's only at its core, it's only uh, only 15 million degrees Celsius. There are other stars that's as hot as billions of degrees. So our sun is quite cold compared to what's going on out there in the rest of the universe. But one of the other uh, important points to note here is um, we said the, 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 the sun the age of the sun, our sun, is 5 billion years. Scientists have established that the sun has gone through half of its life. So there's another 5 billion years left. Um, <laughs> and if we used up so much power, that that sun still has so much potential power because it's only halfway through its lifespan. The other thing that we probably have learned and many of us know about is the distance of the Earth to the Sun is 150 million kilometers. And what we ought to remember is that even though light travels at a phenomenal speed, speed uh, we said 300,000 kilometers per second, um, Sunlight actually takes eight minutes to reach the Earth. <laughs> so if we if we look at the sun, um, it's already set, and we still see the light reaching our eyes eight minutes, um, and yet uh, the sun is set. So the fact that the, the light of the sun takes eight minutes, means that we are eight minutes out. I'm not saying you must go and adjust the time you go and make salah now. <laughs> we stick to our salah timetables uh, like we do. But the reality is that sunlight takes eight minutes from the sun to actually reach our planet Earth. The other thing that I think is perhaps worthwhile uh, mentioning is that Allah actually predicts that the sun will come to an end in the Quran. Um, many people thought in the past and even now scientists weren't sure until they've discovered uh, uh, that uh, it's gone halfway through its lifespan. 
but there was a view at some point in the past where they felt that the sun will just go on and on and on and on. Uh, but Allah says in the Quran, and I quote in, in, in verse 81.1, it will shrink and become a compressed and condensed ball. Here the Quran actually describes the way scientists describe exactly how a star when he dies it will shrink and become a compressed condensed ball of fire the Quran actually explains that in that kind of detail which is another miracle of the Quran so if we want to look for miracles we'll find it all over if we were just to open our eyes and see Allah's greatness and majesty but I would advise the listeners when they look up to the Sun to reflect on some of this information and do your own research about the Sun don't only listen to this program go and Google it look up read up on the matter because the Sun is the one thing that's visible to us every single day and it should be a reminder of Allah's greatness as one of Allah's great signs that we are basically in touch with on a daily basis um, and inshallah uh, with the next program with the next program we will try and um, go to the planet earth and explain about the significance and the miracles of the planet earth and how everything has come so we've gone a long way we've come from a single spot of energy to atoms to the forces and then to stars and to galaxies and we've come to the milky way our own sun and now we're gonna just about hopefully with the next program come to our planet earth and look at the miracles and the signs in our own planet inshallah and in wrapping up uh, Bilisani again all of these things all of this order the sun that is a ball of gases the fact that the earth rotates around the sun and the planets but yet the sun is also performing its own orbit all of these things with the view that all of this order came into existence after the big bang after this amazing event and everything following on from that following on from the energy of the big bang following from the formation comes back to the fact that Allah subhanahu wa set these things out right at the beginning and we only see the order playing out today in our lifetime yeah Muhammad Fasih we said it right at the beginning it's worthwhile repeating that for Allah to do things Allah merely says kun be it doesn't mean that once the th whatever Allah has created it now runs independently on its own that instruction of kun for it to be is its entire existence everything that has to do with the existence of that specific thing including this universe has been contained in the divine command and instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so nothing in the entire universe acts outside of that divine command it's been covered every single movement stillness happening has been covered as part of that divine instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but 
as always we say we've covered a lot of ground this evening and uh, we look forward to continuing the discussion next week inshallah i'd like us to reflect on the sun a little bit more i think there's still, still so much we can cover and uh, inshallah also uh, reflecting on the names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and particularly al-qadir the all-powerful we spoke about potential power in the form of an atom which exists all around us the universe and the world is made up of those atoms so we'll look at the owner of all power subhanallah inshallah inshallah um i uh, hope that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us the ability to be here Amen. so that we can touch on one of the great sifat and names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um i look forward to us dealing with this aspect inshallah because we've been speaking science and science and science we must try and pull all of these things together so that hopefully that will assist us to get to know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, better inshallah inshallah and shukran so much for the sari for joining us this evening and inshallah we look forward to next week i mean assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh muhammad fasih and the listeners Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And from myself, Muhammad Fasih Peterson Until I speak to you again, inshallah Abadi wa salam wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And have a fantastic evening La hawla wa la quwata illa billah La hawla wa la quwata illa billah